Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, sports happen. It never stops. And neither do we. Get the expert perspectives you need. Strategies and vital information you won't get anywhere else. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Welcome into the early line. Live right here on Sports Grid on a Friday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie right side. How are we, Donnie? Doing good. Football Friday. Excited and ready for the weekend. Big card in college football. And then, of course, the NFL action on Sunday. But I got to tell you, look, I, you know, put on a nice face here. I'm smiling in the morning. Not happy about the way the props worked out last night in the NFL game. Come on now, Ravens. Help me out a little bit. But that's the way it breaks. Sometimes it goes that way, Kevin. But I'm ready. Let's get after it. We will be breaking that game down to start, but we will also let you know around the corner there are some big headlines from the NFL, including Mm. Cam Newton coming back to the Carolina Panthers and Odell Beckham Jr. perhaps heeding Donnie's advice and going with the L.A. Rams. We'll break those down momentarily, but we started off with Thursday night football where the Baltimore Ravens, as eight-and-a-half-point favorites, Lose outright to the Miami Dolphins 22-10. to An under football game, certainly, when the Ravens' as favorites are only able to muster up 10 points here. Tua Tungavailoa starts the second half because Jacoby Brissett ended up being injured in the first half. All in all, no throwing touchdowns for Miami. They had a scoop and score from Xavier Howard. Tua had a quarterback sneak. And that's all they needed, Donnie, as they upset the Ravens here on Thursday night football. Yeah, brutal game overall here. And how about a 6-3 to score here, Kevin, on a Thursday night NFL game heading into the fourth quarter. They actually scored 23 points. So if we say they got 23 points in the fourth quarter, boy, they must have scored a lot during the game. Not necessarily. 22-10 to overall final. But I think the biggest question mark in this game was it looked like, you know, to start out the game, the Baltimore Ravens were moving the ball pretty freely here. And it just went ice cold after that. One of the teams in the NFL that's not very good at getting off the field on third down, Kevin, who is that? The Miami Dolphins. So then what do the Ravens proceed to do? Go 2 of 14 on third down, 304 total yards. And I believe I saw the statistic out there that this was the lowest scoring game for a Lamar Jackson-led football team where he was the starter, particularly with the Ravens here, obviously. But not a good-looking night here for the Ravens. And sometimes, I mean, maybe we should have heeded our own advice. You had a tough, hard-fought game on Sunday afternoon that went mm-hmm. to overtime. Short work week on the road to play Miami. Not a lot of juice in the building because you're supposed to beat this team. Credit to the Dolphins. Runaway victory. Double-digit win for the Miami Dolphins here. And for Miami, Brissett half the game, two a half the game. It, to me, again, it was more of the notion that it doesn't really matter who quarterbacks this team. Don, what have you often talked about, right? Maybe nothing easier to explain to folks that want to get involved with live betting. There's a massive change at the quarterback position. You get involved. 
Miami lost their starting quarterback, and there maybe were people out there who ran to the window on Tua. Did people look to fade it because Joby, Jacoby Brissett ended up in this football game here? And all in all, that's not a great thing for the Miami Dolphins that their hopeful franchise quarterback is interchangeable with a Jacoby Brissett who is aging quicker than any 28-year-old quarterback I've ever seen. But at the end of the day, their third win of the season, they're second in a row, and maybe they'll be able to finish out a season strong. But we know the story of this game is going to have to be a Baltimore Ravens team that entered again as over a touchdown favorite. Six and two, now six and three. And where this is very damaging for the Baltimore Ravens is, well, the rest of the North very likely to gain ground on them. Cincinnati on a bye, so automatically picking up the half game. But you have certainly a Cleveland team and a close game that they could win against the New England Patriots and the Steelers is legitimate favorites over the Detroit Lions as the radio audience enters the fold. Appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside here with you on this Friday morning. Donnie, how concerning was this Ravens performance for you? It's a little bit concerning, but again, it's still hard to win football games on the road in the NFL, and if you don't bring your A game, you're going to get beat at some time. At some time. But also look at this game, Kevin. The Ravens were terrible all the way through. They finally get to put down a touchdown drive in the fourth quarter together where Mark Andrews scores, and there's a little bit over four minutes on the clock, three full timeouts for the Ravens. We've seen this MO before, particularly from the Baltimore Ravens. They know how to come back. If they play sloppy for three quarters, Lamar Jackson's an elite talent. He can pull it out and saying, hey, here we go. Three and out, get the football back, drive down, they'll probably score a touchdown, and off they go with the Ravens where you're not looking at how badly they played. It's just that they won a game on the road on Thursday night, and you'll take that. But a broken-down play call, or excuse me, broken-down coverage from the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens leads a big pass mm-hmm. down the field into the red zone, and they still couldn't stop them because even if you held them to a field goal at that point, Kevin, it would have made it an eight-point game. They gave up the touchdown, which turned out to be a two-attack-by-lower quarterback sneak from the one-yard line. Just terrible overall performance from the Ravens, and maybe they can lick their wounds and say, hey, coach has our attention now. We need to step on the gas pedal for later in the season here. At the end of the day, is it the most concerning game? No, because, look, Baltimore's off a game right where they were able to put up 34 points. It was the worst offensive output we were given by Lamar Jackson, Ravens squad here. That should correct itself. But there have been some legitimate question marks around this team because they haven't done things super impressively. And you look at the back end of the schedule, classic NFL schedule here, Donnie, at the Bears. Okay, cool. Five more division games, two Cleveland, two Pittsburgh, and a Cincinnati, and then a Rams and a Packers. We're going to find out about the Ravens, Donnie, the rest of the way, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. And look at some of the games that they played here, Kevin. Not all that dominating and just barely pulling out victories. And they couldn't win versus the Dolphins. Maybe there's a little bit more cracks in the foundation than we're leading on right now with the Baltimore Ravens. Mentioned the L.A. Rams on that schedule. Mentioned the Green Bay Packers on that schedule. It seems like it was inevitable that the Ravens were going to play Odell at some point. But Odell lands with the Rams. What does that mean for the Rams? And what does it mean for the Packers that they maybe weren't as interested in Odell Beckham Jr.? We break that down next. Sports professor Rick Haro inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your Sports News Minute announcing the latest numbers from CBS Viacom and what they mean. Well, a $6.6 billion quarter, pretty good. And it's also 16% over estimates and last year's quarter, which is even better. 
and it also reflects a 22 percent increase in NFL viewing from the first quarter of this year that the NFL was held, the third quarter, and that's even better. And the bottom line is the NFL ratings key into profits and revenues with all the big guys. Now you know why the dollars are so significant for the NFL, because it drives the meter. The other piece of this is 47 million subscribers on streaming. That is a major advantage for Viacom and a leader in every other part of the industry. Sports Professor Rick Haro, Sports News Minute. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back here on the early line. we got some headlines to get to before we break down some of the games that will be coming up here this weekend. Donnie, the L.A. Rams are all in. Oh, boy, I love this. The only team that apparently wants to win a Super Bowl. Odell Beckham Jr., Donnie, made his decision. I love this. I absolutely love everything about this. And what I mean is that he was like, ah, I'll probably wait till after the games. Never mind. Now I'm a Ram. They were at the press conference earlier in the day saying, hey, Sean, any word on maybe you guys being interested in Odell? It looked like he wanted to scream, you better believe I'm interested and we're going to get him. And they sure got him, Donnie. Your reaction to Odell landing in Hollywood. It's perfect. It's exactly where he was supposed to go. And I think about maybe a week ago, a show called The Early Line was asking a pretty smart handicapper where he thought Odell Beckham would land. And that smart guy said absolutely with the Rams. Which You know what's interesting over the weekend, too, is or over the, the past couple of days, you're taking a look to see if he was going to get claimed and if not. And I said last week, like, hey, I thought the Rams were the perfect place. And then, like, five or six teams come out, Kevin, and it's like, hey, where are the Rams at? I just didn't have enough money under the cap. Wasn't going to work out. Maybe there's some better fits out here. Because one of the teams that we did think was going to be a good fit would have been the Kansas City Chiefs because Andy Reid seems to make just about everything work. Patrick Mahomes, really good quarterback. 
you'd have enough, you know, passes to go around where he could get his touches and be happy. And a quality locker room led by an alpha dog at quarterback. Same thing with the Green Bay Packers here, Kevin. When we take a look at, you know, who's going to be their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, another solid wide receiver on the opposite side with Devontae Adams. But that one was a little bit questionable to me. Like going to Green Bay at this time, Adams is a true number one who gets a lot of the target share. How would he upset maybe the apple cart in that one? But I thought the Rams would have been perfect all along. Sean McVay, one of the best play callers in the entire NFL. Matthew Stafford with an absolute cannon for an arm. You're playing on turf in L.A., perfect weather, big stage, with a team with a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I thought it worked out well because Robert Woods on one side is a very good wide receiver. Cooper Cup dominates Mm -hmm. in the slot, but you still had a need for that big-time playmaker deep threat. If Odell Beckham can give that to you, everything came together yesterday. A perfect storm scenario for the Rams who go from Von Miller the week before to shore up their pass rush. Now go back to the wide receiver because keep in mind also, Kevin, Deshaun Jackson didn't work out. He was supposed to be that third wheel to make some big plays time to time. Now Odell Beckham is going to step into that role. Perfect fit, as I said here, for the Rams. You know, all in all, it's it's really interesting to me, and I think the the fit works very well because there's no pressure on Odell Beckham Jr. here. At the end of the day, he could slot in Donnie as the number three option on a contender here. Cooper Cup can be your one, Bobby Trees can be your two, and Odell Beckham can kind of give you the give and take here as a third man. But also trying to find that perfect opportunity, Donnie. Odell Beckham Jr. can be this team's leading wide receiver, and some people might think that'll sound outrageous as Cooper Cup is a favorite for Offensive Player of the Year and is having a phenomenal season. But keep in mind that this is an unbelievable year that Cooper Cup is having himself right now. Him and Robert Woods over the last three years in terms of total yards, Donnie, are separated by 40 yards. They have been a one-two punch at the wide receiver position going back and forth and sharing that workload. All in all, Odell Beckham Jr. will enter as the most talented wide receiver in this locker room. And don't forget, the real tipping point for a lot of this Odell Cleveland stuff was a game in Minnesota where Baker Mayfield could not hit OBJ for what seemingly was multiple 40-yard touchdown passes where the feelings around an Odell Beckham Jr. would have been much different. But what I really want to make sure we also bring up here, Donnie, is see the listings of Odell and where he was interested in going. Donnie and I really should have just taken a leap of faith and claimed to have inside sources on this situation because Donnie said it was going to be the Rams and the Rams made the most sense. I thought the Packers were the perfect fit. Well, it came out, Donnie, that Odell preferred Green Bay. It was down to Green Bay and the Rams, but what pushed Odell to the Rams is that he felt they were all in. Sean McVay calling him on the phone. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what makes sense. And they didn't get that from the Green Bay Packers. And Donnie, I can't figure out why. I mean, there's over 500 yards that separate Devontae Adams and the second leading wide receiver on this team, who, by the way, is Randall Cobb. Donnie, we we joke about this idea of all-in. Are the Green Bay Packers in maybe Aaron Rodgers' final season with the franchise not all-in? I refuse to view this as anything other than a massive mistake for the Green Bay Packers to not bring in Odell if that was his preferred destination. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes out if it was, because you know when you're talking to teams, whether you're buying a house or you're going going for a new job or you're getting recruited to go to school and play football, it's nice to be wanted here. And sometimes all it takes is, here's my five teams. Boy, I really would have wanted to go to the Saints, you know, return home back to Louisiana. But 
it didn't really sound too good. I didn't even talk to Sean Payton. They just gave like the quarterback coach my phone number, and I got to talk to Jameis Winston, who's not even going to be on the team the rest of the year without, or excuse me, out with a ACL injury. But sometimes it is nice. You're right. Pick up the phone. It's Sean McVay. Hey, I got a game plan laid out for you. We're going to win a Super Bowl. You're going to do it on the biggest stage. You're going to rebuild your career. And you know what, Odell? If you like living in Los Angeles and it turns out, well, we win a Super Bowl, we have one of the deepest pocket ownership groups in the National Football League that we can pay you whatever you want if it works out. Why don't you try us here? Because we're going to make a deep run, and I'm going to get you the football and make you a lot of money in the future. That sounds like a great scenario. And also, let's keep in mind here, we're all human beings. When we take a look at, like, LeBron James, you know, hey, I'm going to go to South Beach. I'm going to go to L.A. There's reasons that he didn't choose Milwaukee, New York City, or Chicago. I mean, outside of him being in Cleveland and basically from Akron, which is up the road, that's why he played there. But everybody wants to live in a beautiful area. You wake up every day in 72, 75 degrees here and play on the biggest stage as opposed to Green Bay. You're not even getting the best of Green Bay here. And what I mean by that is, you know, hey, July, August, September, and October, where it's somewhat decent weather. You're going to go up there for the final half of the season in freezing cold temperatures. Anybody ever see a Green Bay game in a playoff game in January, December? It's freezing. You ever see a game in a dome in Los Angeles? Yeah, it's pretty nice out there to deal with. So I think you got the best of both worlds. Great fit from a coaching schematic scheme uh, with Sean McVay. And also, who doesn't want to live in Los Angeles? Wonderful. Certainly not a downside to end up in L.A. No. over Green Bay. I just think it's more of a poor reflection on the Packers and the decisions that that team is making. Again, I feel like they actively choose to make sure they don't give Rodgers enough <laughs> weapons. It's like they're trying to push out Aaron Rodgers, which, by the way, if you watch what Jordan Love did against the Chiefs, you shouldn't do that. Talking about quarterbacks, Donnie, Cam Newton back home with the Carolina Panthers. Now, we'll talk about their game this weekend, probably in our next segment against the Arizona Cardinals. Big, big, big-time underdogs in that game but this was a report that the second it hit my timeline i thought it was phenomenal what is your reaction to cam coming back to carolina it's crazy and i can equate this kevin to major league baseball season where you're telling me about the st louis cardinals i'm like this guy has no idea what he's talking about and then i continue to look at the standings and go everybody is bad but maybe the cardinals can make it in so yesterday you see cam newton go to carolina do i think it's going to make a big difference no i don't but then you start seeing the words, hey, they can make a playoff run. I'm saying, in what world are the Carolina Panthers making a playoff run? Then you actually look at the standings and why it makes sense. There's seven teams that make it in now. And where do the Carolina Panthers sit currently? Eighth. They are atrocious on offense. Cam Newton can't be any worse. And if I'm looking to start a football team right now with Cam Newton, probably not the guy I'm going to lead my team with because I would want a much more younger quarterback with a live arm. But you have to play the cards that are dealt to you. And when you take a look at the Carolina Panthers here, Philip Walker, P.J. Walker, whatever you want to call him these days, he can't, he can't even run a functional offense at that point. Sam Darnold, who they probably would have still run out there, he's out four to six weeks. Where were the Carolina Panthers going? So from a scheme and fit match, I think it makes sense because at least Cam Newton is a professional quarterback that has had some success in the NFL. I can't knock that. Long-term future, the Carolina Panthers don't know about it, but you still needed somebody, somebody to run a competent offense, and maybe Cam Newton could do that for them. Look, it's a perfect move. At the end of the day, even if you're like, I thought P.J. Walker had something. Well, Matt Rule doesn't because that's why he went and made this move. Sam Darnold has thrown more interceptions in his nine games this year than Cam Newton did last year. And you're going to try and use that 
New England Cam Newton season to tell me he's done. Again, then what is Sam Darnold? And as Donnie said, at the end of the day, the back end of the NFC is a joke. And you cannot be this close if you're the Carolina Panthers and just punt on that positioning. You have to try and make a move. And if they're terrible, well, you give the Panthers fans a chance to cheer on their MVP of not that long ago. It's good stuff. We'll break the game down next. Pro football full circle. Where is this dominant defensive front that we rave about for the San Francisco 49ers? This was the team that was going to surprise everybody in the NFC because they dealt with injuries last year. They're healthy. They haven't shown me jack this year. I got to be honest with you. They can't stop the run against a high school football team. Catch pro football full circle weekdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the home of the winning edge. The Sports Grid Radio Network. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports Talk right here. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All right, let's keep it moving here. Getting to some of this preview for Week 10 in the NFL. We'll have the chance to kind of spread our legs around the Odell and the Cam stuff a little bit more, certainly, next week. But there's a lot to preview, Donnie. Let's talk about... The P.J. Walker game. Again, I think everybody is hoping this is the only P.J. Walker game for the Carolina Panthers. And I want to talk specifically about some of the biggest favorites on the board because last week, the two biggest favorites lost outright. Let's start with Arizona, Donnie. 10-point favorite against these Panthers. Totals 44. Looks like Kyler will play. What do you make of this game? Yeah, I mean, no practice, so we don't know how healthy they're going to be heading into the weekend talking about the Arizona Cardinals. You take a look at, you know, your big-time wide receiver with Hopkins and then also Kyler Murray, a quarterback. But if he does play, how effective does he actually have to be to beat a P.J. Walker-led Carolina Panthers team? Now, having said that, 
you are going to get Christian McCaffrey another week healthier. So maybe if he had 20 touches, 15 touches last week, that can increase because I didn't see any reports after the game that he was sore, not practicing. But obviously it is a Friday. We'll get the final practice reports here to make a you know informed decision on that. But outside of that, Carolina does have a really good defense. So if we do get a tamed Kyler Murray in the pocket, why can't Carolina stick around in this game? Well, because we don't know what we're getting out of the quarterback yeah. position. Cam Newton's not going to start this weekend. Sam Darnold's not even an option. So it's P.J. Walker and leaning on him. So when you take a look at trying to bet these football games and you say to yourself, Carolina's got a really good defense and Christian McCaffrey is back. That's not the issue. Sometimes when you sit down and you watch a football game, and I always talk about, Kevin, not outsmarting yourself. If you need multiple scoring drives, including touchdowns, does it give you the warm and fuzzy feeling that P.J. Walker is going to be able to do that, get the ball in his own 20 and lead an 80-yard touchdown drive? Or is it one of those where he drops back to pass and you're just hoping he's capable enough to make the correct read to move the chains? I can't bet into a situation like that. But also when you take a look from the Arizona perspective, is this one of those games where we saw typically like last night where the Ravens should have walked away with an easy victory against the Jacoby Brissett-led Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins, and they didn't get it done, they didn't play well. So when you take a look here, you are getting a good defense from the Carolina Panthers. Quick summation on this game, probably won't be betting on it either way, but the one thing I do know, I'm not betting on the Carolina Panthers with P.J. Walker as their quarterback. Look, if you're someone out there who says, give me the 10, I think P.J. is going to move the football, one, you're crazy, but two, (laughs) the team total then is a 16.5, and and that's where the team totals really make sense because don't worry about anything that would happen with the Arizona Cardinals, but if you think they keep this competitive, which maybe they do because of the defensive side of the football. I do think the under 44, Donnie, is a legitimate look here. The Panthers are 7-2 and two to the under this season. The Cardinals are 3-1 and one to the under at home on the year. And I don't know if, again, you're going to get an Arizona team that's going out there and throwing up a 30 spot here with probably a little bit of a hobbled Kyler and a good Carolina defense. And I have just no trust here in this Panthers team. As much as the, the Darnold shots that I take, I'm not looking at P.J. Walker as some monster upgrade here. And we've seen just how porous this Panthers offense has been overall. Not the most exciting game on the slate. That under 44 continues to jump out. A game with a higher total, but still a big spread. Tampa Donnie laying nine and a half against the Washington football team. That total checks in at a 51 and a hook. This is going to be interesting to watch play out. And the reason I'm saying that here is, again, you're going to hear me talk a lot about this. Friday, It's football Friday here, first of, all, first of all. But also, football Friday means you get the Friday practice report, so we see who's going to be in line. Your immediate thoughts on this game, if you take out the practice reports, now hold on here. Tom Brady in that electric offense going up against a bad secondary in Washington. Taylor Heineke, one of those quarterbacks, a big boomer bus guy. He's, athlete, he's an, got an athletic uh, arm and as well can move around the pocket. But let's take a look here at what makes sense in this game. 51 and a half here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, nine and a half as a, as a number. So if you're looking at a side mm-hmm. perspective with that nine and a half, Tampa Bay has to go on the road to win by 10 points. Can they do that? Yes. But what if I told you, Kevin, here's what we're lining up with, even after getting rest here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin looks like he's not going to play this weekend. Neither is Rob Gronkowski or Antonio Brown. That's a lot of key cogs in your offense to try to step in on the road and win by double digits. Now, do you still have Mike Evans on one side? Sure you do. But you're losing a lot of what that luster is that makes it so great to bet the Tampa Bay team totals or even from a side perspective where they walk the football up and down the field. It doesn't matter who's on defense because there's so many weapons they can exploit you at certainly a lot of different angles. But you take a look at Washington. This seems like one of those teams for me, Kevin, that has just burned me all year long. And I haven't even wagered on them. 
I've just been waiting each week to get a clean practice report with two healthy wide receivers with McLaurin and Samuel. Get a healthy running back and say, you know what? This is finally the week I can bet the Washington football team. And Curtis Samuel again this week checking in where he has to meet with the doctors about his groin injury. Looks like just a wasted season from a big-time signing from your free agent. So this game overall right now is a wash for me. Do I want to bet Washington in this game? Not necessarily. But then again, Kevin, I can't lay 10 points with a half of an offense for Tampa Bay and just say, oh, well, it's Brady. He's going to lead them to an easy victory. Look, Donnie, if you think you've been burned by betting or not being able to bet Washington, imagine the people that have bet this team. (laughs) They have covered one game so far this year. And that was, by the way, a a one-and-a-half-point spread in Atlanta where they put the touchdown up to win the game and cover the game with 33 seconds on the board. I mean, we are a team that is a fraction away from being winless against the number. Now, part of that was people, you know, overrating massively this horrible, awful, terrible, worst in the entire sport defense coming into the season. But also, the offense now has completely fallen apart here. Their last three outings, they've scored 13 points, 10 points, and 10 points. They are playing three consecutive unders here. Pair that, Donnie, with a Bucks team that is yet to hit their team total over on the road. You might be looking at another undershot on this board. Yeah. 51 and a half is the number. But also, just as far as a pure against the number perspective, Donnie, mentioned how terrible Washington is, right? 0-5 as well as a dog on the season against the number. Tampa's yet to cover on the road right now. The only good thing I could say for the Bucs is they have been above a touchdown favorite four times. The opening game of the year against Dallas. And look, we clearly can acknowledge that was a massive mistake. That spread should have never been that high. But they've covered the other three spots here, Donnie, where I agree, I'm not desperate to lay double digits with a banged-up Tampa team, but Washington has not earned anyone's money this season. No, they certainly haven't. And maybe it's a product of a little bit overhyping the defense to start the season. But also, I expected a lot more out of this offense. And I don't necessarily think it's, you know, because Ryan Fitzpatrick is not under center. You're just too banged up. Lost a couple offensive linemen, lost a tight end, and you just can't get both of your wide receivers on the field at the same time who can do some damage. Just one of those lost seasons that you get sometimes due to injuries. And it feels like the Washington football team, Kevin, is going through that here in 2021. Transitioning over to Cowboys-Falcons again. Now Dallas trying to stay off of upset alert in consecutive weeks here. Nine-point favorites as a total of 54.5 playing Donnie. An Atlanta team It's coming off of a decent win there against that Saints defense, putting up 27 points, winning it at the gun. Classic Falcons football, the way they were choking that game away. Impressive that they did come back and get that win. Yeah, sneaky little team here because, I mean, still, you know, hanging around the chicken coop, per se, to try to get into the playoffs, and maybe they can. But it's also one of those teams that when you see them in a favored role or a, sl- or a game that's like a two-and-a-half point, they have to actually win this game. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But Matt Ryan's still a veteran quarterback. We don't know what we're going to get out of the Dallas Cowboys this week. And if it's anything that what we saw last week against the Denver Broncos, that was pathetic. So now you're trying to play, you know, some mind games here. Like they, they're not going to let this happen again. They're at home. They know the stakes uh, at play right now. We do think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East regardless, even if they win this game or not, is probably the same. But I do think Dallas steps up this weekend. So if we're taking a look at a total here, 54 and a half is an incredible number. And considering that the FanDuel Sportsbook opened up at 51 and a half, so we're expecting points and why not? When you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys on offense, as we like to say, Kevin, the boys are back in town. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. and Michael Gallup expected to go as that top wide receiver trio. Schultz has had a fantastic season at tight end. Dak Prescott, who was 
off last week and maybe due to a little bit A, injury, and B, some rust. Maybe he shook those cobwebs off in the fourth quarter last week versus the Denver Broncos, where he led them on two touchdown scoring drives. Zeke Elliott says he's going to be fine for this game. This is a full go offense for the Dallas Cowboys, and I expect points. But also, Kevin, as I say that, you're not going to get any discounts here if you're looking for a team total, mm-hmm. 24 and a half, 27 and a half, 28 and a half. This is well into the 30s. You're going to need about 35 points from the Dallas Cowboys to hit that team total. If Dak Prescott plays well, Kevin, they should be able to get there. But is that what you want to bet on here? You're not getting anything cheap at those prices here. It's a great point by you. I'll pair that, though, Donnie, with the fact that they had hit that mark four games in a row. Then it was the Cooper Rush start. Then it was Dak's return to the field. So perhaps you can trust Dallas here. Pair that with a Falcons team that is and 3-1 to the over on the road. And Dallas being 3-1 and one to the over at home. And more importantly, of those six winning overs, you take that sample size I'm talking about there, five of those games were over 54.5 points. I expect points in this game, as Donnie does. I don't know if I want to lay the nine. I expect Dallas to win this game. And why I bring that up quickly, Donnie, is the back end of the NFC again. Right now, Atlanta is the seventh spot. Be surprising if they won. Carolina is the eighth spot. Would be very surprising if they won. In comes Minnesota, Seattle, the Niners, the Eagles. I mean, the Giants? Are the Giants, Donnie, with the 13th best record in the NFC, going to have themselves a great bye week here because everyone in front of them will just keep losing? It's a, it's a good point you bring up. We always talk about some of those long shots, and maybe the New York Giants, who I don't particularly like as a football team, but they are actually going to get healthy here in the second half of the season. Might be an interesting run here to see if they can grab that seventh seed. Everybody's alive, it seems, except my Philadelphia Eagles, Kevin. I disagree. Listen, quickly, <laughs> we'll get there when we get to the Eagles game, but you just there's never value on their spreads. It's so infuriating. No. Nope. With that being said, one of these back-end teams here will get someone with an ups. They're all dogs, by the way. They're all dogs because none of them are that good. Someone will pull an upset here, and all of a sudden, the pole positioning for that seventh spot. So they're going to put seven teams in. They're not going to change the rules and only put six in. Someone's got to get in, St. Louis Cardinals. We'll see who does it here. We'll talk Jets, Bills, and college football next. Your heart's racing. The clock's running out. It all comes down to this. We're talking pregame. 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 Get locked in with game time decisions. Your hosts, Gabe Marinci and Cam Stewart, will get you ready for game time. Everything you need to know before a game goes off the board with the best lips to back it up. Make your best bet with live odds updates, late-breaking news, up-to-the-minute injury reports, and real-time analytics from inside the sportsbooks. All the odds, all the action, from sports wagering insiders and industry pros like Donnie Wrightside, Gam Lou, Cousin Sal, the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, and more. Get the winning edge every weekday afternoon from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 3 to 4 Pacific. It's Game Time Decisions, only on SportsGrid. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on the early line. So a little jet spills before we transition over to college football here because you have got... One quarterback playing some really, really good football, man. I'm excited to watch this guy make the starting gate. Might be an outmatching here when you're talking quarterbacks. Mike White looks awesome. I don't know if Josh Allen can measure up on him. He was terrible last week. Should have cost himself his status as the MVP favorite. Donnie's certainly paying people off to stop that from happening. It's the only justification for the scene. I don't really understand this spread, Donnie. It feels like it's... It's flip reverse. I mean, Mike White against Josh Allen. What a monster quarterback advantage that feels like for the Jets. At the end of the day, the Bills were 12-point favorites. Your total's 48. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. And the reason I say that is this. Which Mike White are we getting here, Kevin? Now, are we going to get the one that was electric against Cincinnati, the one that started the game off decently against the Indianapolis Colts? Are we going to get the Mike White that says, hey, I have an opportunity now. I'm going to say all the right things this week with my arm that got injured in the Colts game and say it's fine, it's perfect, I'm ready to go. But will we get that performance? And also, let's keep in mind, Buffalo Bills, top five defense in the NFL. It's not going to be easy to move the football up and down. But having said that, decent defense for the Colts, decent defense for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, you're leveling up in competition a little bit. I get it. But the question to me, Kevin, is not so much really about Mike White and what he's going to do against that very good Buffalo Bills defense. It's the offense for the Buffalo Bills that seems to be running in idle or neutral over the past mm. couple of weeks. Hey, we'll win one over the say. Dolphins, and boy, we should have won this game against the Jaguars, even if we didn't practice all week, and they ended up with a loss. Now, you're getting a really bad football team defensively from the New York Jets. So if this is one of those games where the Bills are in a get-right position with a team total, I think that makes a lot of sense. And again, we just talked about the Dallas Cowboys, Kevin. You're not getting anything easy or cheap here with the numbers. You're going to have to put up around 35 points to get that team total. The question to me is, should the Buffalo Bills be able to get 30-plus points against the Jets? Absolutely, 100%. Did you watch them in their last game against the Colts or even watch them all year long where they gave up 54 points to the New England Patriots? So points should be on the board. My question is, how effective is Mike White going to be against the Buffalo Bills? But also, in turn, 
what am I getting out of the Buffalo Bills? Stephon Diggs, the pick six we're going to have at the end of the show today. I'm expecting a big game out of him. He needs to step up, but also it's squarely on Josh Allen's shoulders. And also when you talk about it as well, Brian Dable, the great offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, said this week, it starts with me. I'm not putting these guys in the right positions, which is rare because usually with Dable, one of those guys on the level of a Kyle Shanahan and a Sean McVay, that offense usually hums. And again, it's stuck in neutral. Can they get out of neutral? The perfect team to do it against? That New York Jets secondary. Perhaps not in the reason why Josh Allen is still the favorite for the award is it like, ah, Jets are on the schedule next. I mean, this team has not only played five straight overs in three straight games that have featured 65 points, but, Donnie, the last three outings, allowing 54, 31, and 45. And there's a world where they could have given up a lot more in those games, it felt like. I mean, it was that ugly in terms of what they put forward on the defensive side of the football here. I think the over is far too light. I don't think a Jets game can be this low. I don't think Jet. I actively don't think a Jets game can be under 50 at this point in time here. Not with what they've put forward early season. And Mike White does look good. And Josh Johnson came in and looked good. Let's just hope Zach Wilson doesn't get featured in this game for the over. That's really the only landmine that we'll need to kind of leave there. I will just send one warning signal, though. If Josh Allen does not have a good game, oh, boy, the Buffalo people might want to skip the early line. minus never 200. Want to skip the early line. Yeah, now he'll move to minus yeah, two. If he probably, struggles in this game, probably. he goes to minus 200. Old Shohei Otani, yeah. Vladdy movements, Donnie, where exactly. Shohei would hit three home runs a game. And they'd be like, yeah, Vladdy's got a little bit of a bigger favorite move here. Maybe Gabe is in charge of booking the awards on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Makes no sense overall. It'll be a fun game to follow. It's also going to be a fun game or fun weekend, I should say, of college football, Donnie. Let's start it off here with a monster tilt in the Big 12. Number eight versus number 13. Oklahoma goes to Baylor. They do so as favorites of about six points here overall. This total in the low 60s. What do you make of the game? This is on the big stage that we're talking about now. If you want to win a Heisman Trophy, if you want to make it into the playoff picture, these are the games that you have to win because that last couple game stretch for Oklahoma, everybody knew they were going to win and particularly win by big margins and pad your stats and look good in the, as we said, the Heisman race. But now you're going to play a decent Baylor team on the road. And if you're going to be getting points here from a 7-2 Baylor team, it's not a bad look here, but also... You just came up, like you say, like Baylor, like one loss on the season. We think they're going to be a really good football mm-hmm. team. Were they looking ahead, Kevin? Because they drop a game to TCU 30-28, to 28, which they never should have done. And now you're saying, okay, some of the luster is gone off this. Now maybe we can't win the Big 12, but then we'll try to ruin an Oklahoma season. I have to tell you at this point, I am leaning towards Baylor in this game, but I sort of am still rooting on Oklahoma because they're unbeaten because I need chaos in the college football playoff. So I think Oklahoma gets it done, but maybe closer than the experts think here. I'm going to ride this out and say Baylor's going to keep it under that number. It wouldn't surprise me if Baylor is able to not only keep this close, but they could win a football game here. But the reality, Donnie, is Caleb Williams has been a guy you want to back. People bring up OU statistics with Spencer Rattler, and I don't know why. It is completely useless. Like, whoa. It would be like me saying the Dallas Cowboys offense only scores 20 points per game and using the Cooper Rush like start. It makes no sense. Caleb Williams is three and one against the number. Caleb Williams has led OU to three games of 50 plus points or better on their side of the ball here, Donnie. And also, this is a Baylor team that's four and one to the over. The total feels light. Caleb Williams and the OU team total feels a little bit light. 
right now. I expect Oklahoma to continue to score. There is a reason why in a very small sample size, Kayla Williams is about the fifth choice on the board and seemingly has a legitimate shout to go out there and win the Heisman. 7-1. If he's going to do it, though, it's going to have to be a big game here against Baylor. Speaking of big games, Donnie, Penn State, Michigan. And I know you might say to yourselves, listen, come on now, Penn State's unranked. But Penn State's still playing some good ball. And we saw them compete with Ohio State for the length of it. But Michigan obviously has a lot to prove. And also maybe got more life than they would have thought, Donnie, with that latest college football playoff committee's ranking here. What do you think about the Wolverines as slight, slight favorites going up against Penn State here? I think it's valid. I think Michigan should be the favorite team here because sometimes you have to go back into these games and say, what could have been here? Now I know, hey, a loss here, a win here, a fumble here. They make big differences in seasons overall. But let's just go back to the Michigan State game where they had a two-touchdown lead in that game, Kevin, and they hold on the win. I'm not even say, you know, win by 21 points and make it, you know, interesting. Let's just say that 37-33 to final was Michigan beating Michigan State in that game. Last week beating Indiana 29-7. to Is this line still sitting up here as a slight number of one and a half. No, it's probably going to be over a field goal number. Is it hard to go into Penn State and get win a football game? Yes, it's always hard to win, particularly in some really good environments like Happy Valley has. But take a look overall Penn State and what they have going for them here, just in the role of playing spoiler. There's a bigger picture here for the Michigan Wolverines if they can win and keep their names hanging around that college football playoff. To me, overall, defensively and offensively. I just think Michigan is a better football team than Penn State. Mm -hmm. Also keep in mind, Kevin, we talk about atmospheres and going in and playing on the road. You know, one of the toughest atmospheres to go into is playing Penn State at night at 730 in a whiteout. Mm -hmm. You know what? This game is the opposite of that, Kevin. This is a noon start at Penn State. So it will be a big crowd. It still will be electric, but not that daunting atmosphere where you know coming into that game, boy, oh boy, we're not going to be able to hear. The entire crowd is dressed in white, and we know the background of how well Penn State typically plays in those games. That's not going to be the case here. Michigan Wolverines for me. Here's the one thing on Michigan, Don. Remember when we broke down Michigan State? I said, if you look at these two teams right now, What's the argument to make on Sparty? Michigan looks better on offense. They look better on defense. They have a better resume going into the game. The problem was, it just feels like Harbaugh can't cross that door at Michigan. Now, maybe that yeah. factors more into Ohio State. But, Donnie, betting on coaches is a legitimate way to go about this sometimes. And I'm just not going to bet Harbaugh to win at Penn State right now. This is still a solid Penn State team. Look, at the end of the day, their season really fell apart in that outrageous Illinois game. But, Don, again, competitive and a cover the whole way through against Ohio State. And they'd have beat Iowa had Clifford not got injured at the half there. I still think this is a good Penn State team. And I'm not sure Michigan warrants being favorites in their building. More big, Big Ten action. Ohio State plays every top team's nightmare. Except for Notre Dame, who beat this group by two touchdowns. Yeah, I know. Ohio State, though, Donnie, basically a three-touchdown favorite here against the Boilermakers. Ohio State on upset alert? Could be on upset alert. Now, they've certainly righted the ship of the season here since that loss to Oregon at home, and now we're taking a look at another game that's going to be played in the shoe and a big-time number. Now, most people would look at this game, Ken, and say, wait a second. I just watched on TV the Purdue Boilermakers mm -hmm. handle Michigan State, who was unbeaten and probably on their way if they won that game into being the top four in the college football playoff. Not the case here. But I have to say, 
I, is Ohio State, Kevin, out of the realm now where they have to win big each and every week? Or are they now in the mode where they see the playoff standing and go, as long as we just take care of business and win football games, that's all that matters. And we're going to wind up here in the Big Ten championship game. And if we win that, we'll go to the playoff no matter what, as long as we have only one loss. To me, this looks like what it's shaping up to be. So if I'm looking at a price tag here of 20.5 as a favorite, 62.5, do we think there's going to be off in this game? Probably so. Two good quarterbacks are going to match up against each other. But from a spread perspective, and I know I say this all the time, there's a reason why the number is 20 and a half. They didn't just make up this mm-hmm. price. But is Ohio State that prolific on offense where they're going to play a full four quarters and blow Purdue out? Purdue's a pretty good football team that's going up against some good teams and come away with victories, particularly in that Michigan State game. I'll be the square in this one. I'll take the 20 and a half points with Purdue just on the simple fact is I don't think if we're in desperation mode yet for Ohio State, they know where they stand that they just keep winning. They're going to make it to the college football playoff couple of key notes there. One, Ohio State, Donnie, if they win out and all of those wins are by uh, one point, they will be no worse than two in the college football playoffs final rankings. The rest of the way, they're playing teams inside the top 20. Ohio State is already inside the top four. They are fine. To your point, though, about the number is where it is for a reason. We've talked about this, though, when it comes to college football. Yes, you have to respect numbers. But sometimes there are bad numbers. Sometimes there are numbers that are too caught up in preseason expectations, even though we are now in the middle of November. Donnie, remember when they were 14.5-point favorites against Oregon? The number made no sense. Just lost the game. Donnie, they were 18.5-point favorites against Penn State. And you said, listen, I I know the number tells you what it says, but I think you backed the Nittany Lions. And you backed them in. Ohio State didn't win the game by 10 here, Donnie realistically taking that big of a number with a Purdue, a Purdue team, Donnie, that has been also 3-1 and one against the number on the road this year. They've performed well. I think it makes a lot of sense. I also think this total is something that I continually am staring at because I still think this Ohio State offense is wonderful. And I look at Purdue being able to put up a 40 spot last week, 28 the week before that at Nebraska, and it feels light. But that may be lighter for a reason. Ohio State struggling in the red area right now. We'll see how that all plays out here. Quickly to mention two more games on this college football slate before we hit our break here. Ole Miss, Texas A&M is a big-time battle in the SEC. And then Donnie, Notre Dame's got a tough one coming up at Virginia here under a touchdown favorite. Yeah, UV, the UVA game versus Notre Dame, I want the over in that one, and I just don't trust Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Texas A&M in that SEC showdown. So, oh, here we go, Notre Dame, on their way to the playoffs. Oh, boy. Also, we'll find out how many times I can inaccurately bet an Ole Miss over 57. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Producers Place is how we close out our number one. And just kind of taking a quick look through some of these cards, Donnie. Some good stuff here. We'll start with Alex. Three-play Fasano keeps it very, very measured. Pat's laying the one and mm-hmm. a half over in Bill's Jets. I mean, that guy likes himself some early line. And laying a number here with the Chargers. You pair that up with his uh, morning-after counterpart, Donnie. Now, hold. Now, Jack goes out here, starts it off with a Virginia money line. I mean, that's a dead loser. I can't respect yep, that. Yep, there you go. Baylor money line. There you go. Ole Miss money line. Texas Lane, 31 and a hook, and Wake laying one and a half. I hate this card. I hate this card. That's, Plus money. That's money. an interesting one here. Yeah, going right up against you there with Virginia, which is interesting here. Baylor. So I know he knows how much you love the quarterback there, Caleb Williams, for Oklahoma. Yeah. So he's basically saying, like, I listened to the show. Here's what I'm doing, Kevin. Deal with it. I can't stand that. Now, Big Car Brian makes a return after a hiatus last week. Too much to ask him for a card, evidently, here. Lays a number with Dallas. Ooh, under in the Steelers game here. Oh, T-O-T man. points. I like now, the all it? total. And a half. I like the all total. Yeah, I like the yeah, all total. Yeah, that's not Five bad. Yeah. All right, there good. we go. Oh, that's it's... the over for the uh, entire weekend. 575 and a half. I see. Not bad. Look, at the college comes back into the fray. It's kind of mixed all over. Laying a number with Notre Dame. This is what I... New Mexico State plus 51 and a half. Now, that's a rider pick right there. Oh. That's one of those you just get in the trenches and you hope he's seeing the board clearly. Now, quickly, let's get to what my, has become my favorite part of producers' plays. And it is Steve's submission. It always comes in with one game finalized. And every pick, wow. Don, he doesn't like a single team to win but not cover. Every pick is against the number and money line here. What do you make, Donnie, is Steve's card? I see the green on Miami. Maybe he are, he could lose all of those games, and I think he already hit a plus-money number this weekend on Miami, getting eight-and-a-half at game time here. So he is rolling around with extra funds in his pocket on a Friday. Maybe it's time to double down on these wagers. 
he he should have just parlayed all of them. I'd like to think that's what should've. Sam would have done. Round robin. He actually yep, round robin. the card. Game of the week starts next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.